0: What's up, Jets fans, and welcome back to another edition of Jet Nation Radio. I am your host, Dylan Terriman. On today's episode, I just want to go over the Jets' initial 53-man roster and the practice squad as it currently sits, give a couple of my reactions, a few of my surprises, and what I think could be the next step at a few key positions on the roster. Overall, nine total rookies made it onto the 53, seven drafted, and two undrafted free agents. Those two undrafted were Zonovan Knight, running back from NC State, and Tony Adams, safety from Illinois. Overall, I think they're still thin at three positions, offensive tackle, linebacker, and safety. They chose to keep three tackles, four linebackers, and although they have four safeties, I still think they need some experience there. Obviously, more moves will come this weekend and throughout the rest of this week, but a few surprises to me out the gates. Will Parks. First and foremost, had a great preseason, multiple big hits, run stuffs, was never really exploited in pass coverage or out of position. I thought he was a lock for the roster, and truthfully, I thought he was going to compete with LaMarcus Joyner at some point this season to get starting reps at free safety, opposite Jordan Whitehead. Obviously, that's not the case. He did not make the 53, but he did come back to the practice squad, which we will get into in a little bit. Ty Johnson was my second surprise. Was not at all expecting them to keep Ty Johnson, especially over someone like Tevin Coleman, who they had familiarity with. Um, I don't think Ty Johnson's skill set as it fits exactly what they want to do on offense. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think as a pass protector, he's very below average, and I don't think he offers you that much upside in the pass game either, so... If you even if you think he's an incredible runner, which I don't think he is either, I just I'm not sure exactly what they see in Ty Johnson. Obviously, they see him on a day to day basis, so I'm never going to say that my thinking is better than theirs. But from an outsider's perspective, that was a big head scratcher to me. And then the third spot, Jason Pinnock converted corner to safety, he had been progressing there hand over fist, it seemed, and was getting love. He even had reps with the ones early on in camp. There were multiple injuries at the time, but still he was getting reps with the ones. And then it seemed to fade in the games. He was playing with the twos, threes sometimes. So it was a tough gauge on Jason Pinnock. Unfortunately, he did not make the 53. Everybody knew right away he was going to get poached. He did. He goes across down and now he is with the Giants. So it's unfortunate to see him move on, but at least he does get another opportunity with the Giants. Back to the 53, we're going to start with the quarterbacks. They chose to keep three overall. In my opinion, it was pretty chalk. Um, The Chris Streveler experience was a ton of fun during the entire month of August. This is somebody who came in and got zero practice reps and just balled out every single opportunity he got, three game-winning drives. So It's unfortunate to see him go, but I think the quarterback room being situated this way in the short term makes the most sense so obviously you have Zach Wilson he's going to be on the shelf for another one to two weeks in my opinion it could be even longer we're not sure yet Salah has not given a straight up update on Zach Wilson so yet to be determined on him Salah did say however that he needs to see one full week of full practices in order to start in a game. So to me, that says if he's not practicing in full at the Jets' next practice, which it, almost impossible, you're not going to have a non-limited practice straight to a full practice, he's not starting week one. Obviously, until then, we'll have Joe Flacco, quarterback two. And although Sunday against the Giants, he did not end his day great, he was completing passes to all of his targets. Albeit not the deep passes, he was 0-3, for and that's a bit of a concern, but he was moving the sticks. His only third down attempt was a completion to Michael Carter, which he ended up fumbling. So Joe Flacco moved the ball with the ones before the interception and before the uncharacteristic fumble. So Joe Flacco will be the quarterback one for at least week one, and then he will go back to quarterback two when Zach is healthy. And then quarterback three, that leaves Mike White. Um, I personally thought he was going to get cut or traded. Um, He still could once Zach is fully healthy. And honestly, I would prefer it that way. Even if you were able to get Mike White back on the practice squad, I would much rather have two quarterbacks on my practice squad than have three quarterbacks on my active roster. Give that active roster spot to somebody else. The way you can elevate practice squad members at this point If you need to elevate Mike White more than the three times that they're now allowed to elevate a practice squad member, that's not a good look. So if Mike White gets cut or traded when Zach is healthy, I would not be surprised that they only carry two quarterbacks. On to the running backs. They chose to keep four. Michael Carter, Brees Hall, Ty Johnson, and Zonovan Knight. Obviously, they were never going to cut Michael Carter or the newly drafted Brees Hall, so they were pretty chalk. Ty Johnson I spoke about as a surprise head scratcher thought they were going to keep Tevin Coleman. Obviously they were going to cut with Michael P Ryan. um, No matter what it seemed like his, his uh, exit was on the wall written on the wall. So Ty Johnson, I guess he'll be the third down back. Doesn't make much sense to me, but for now he's here. Um, And then Donovan Knight, who I mentioned earlier is the undrafted free agent to make the roster. I thought he earned his spot clean in the preseason multiple spark plays on kick returns especially the one against the eagles that started the the first comeback drive from chris strevler so if you have special teams ability and you're a good runner he had the longest run by a running back in the preseason for the jets not the longest run overall that went to chris strevler again but he had the longest run of a running back at 22 yards against the giants so you like to see bam knight fighting hard and earning his roster spot. Next, they had six wide receivers that they kept on the, on the initial 53. Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios, Garrett Wilson, Jeff Smith, and Denzel Mims. Obviously, Elijah Moore is going to be your wide receiver one. He's going to be featured in this offense. Corey Davis had an impressive camp. I think he's going to make fans eat their words about the ones that wanted him to be cut. Myself included, especially when they were going after all the veterans, I was saying, oh, we can cut. Corey Davis and bring in a veteran and still draft one later in the draft, however you want to slice it. I did say that they should consider cutting cutting, excuse me, Corey Davis. So I, I hope that he makes me eat my words. He's been balling out in camp, especially with Joe Flacco. And I think the chemistry with Joe Flacco is very important right now because he needs to get off to a hot start. He can't start slow have drops or fumbles like he did in the beginning of 2021, or I think fans are really going to get on him. And, you know, if he comes out hot, I think fans are just going to immediately switch back and go, oh, we love Corey Davis again. So Corey Davis is one of those players to keep an eye on. Braxton Barrios, I have listed here as third because I think he's going to start in the slot to start the season. That's not a knock on Garrett Wilson. I think that just proves how much they value Braxton Berrios I think he's more than a gadget player I think he's actually going to be a key contributor in this offense obviously he's your primary kick and punt returner so he's going to have special teams no matter what so his offensive upside really showed in the preseason especially on that quick screen from Mike White that he scored the touchdown on so Braxton Berrios I think for his six million dollar tag we could be looking at that as saying The Jets might have actually gotten a steal for what they could use him for this upcoming season. Garrett Wilson, they're obviously never going to cut their top 10 pick from that year. I think you're going to see a ton of situations coming up early where the Jets go to three wide and they take Braxton off and they go with Garrett Wilson in the slot. So we'll see. He's obviously, you know, in a tough room. There's a lot of talent there for once and probably the most talented Jets receiving room I can remember for the last, you know, 10 plus years. So this is awesome to see that Garrett Wilson, even if he would be the wide receiver for per se, that's damn good. And I'll take that. So happy with Garrett Wilson. Um, Obviously Jeff Smith, he fought fought hard, excuse me, for his job. He's going to get reps uh, in the event of an injury on offense. Obviously you never want that, but that would probably be his best course to get on the field. And then he's going to give you special teams reps. He's been the special teams guy ever since he's been here. And I think that's why his carryover has been through three regimes as it has been. Nobody's going to keep a guy with no special teams value. That's never going to see the field unless somebody gets hurt. So Jeff Smith was wide receiver five. And then Denzel Mims, obviously somebody who's been in the the media for his trade request. And then also for balling out on Sunday. So kudos to him for balling out on Sunday. He made the initial 53. Um, obviously, they could still trade him if the right offer comes to Joe Douglas' table. Um, for now, he's going to stay put, though, and he did say he was frustrated because he thought he displayed everything he needed to to say that he was a, a starter in this offense. But obviously, when you have the the high pedigree of the draft guys like Elijah Moore, and Garrett Wilson, and then you go out and you pay a Corey Davis $12, $13, 14000000 million a year, you're not going to push Denzel Mims up the depth chart just because he did really well in camp. So, Unfortunately, he's kind of buried for now. Maybe if Corey Davis gets hurt, he'd step up right away and be the Z receiver, like Salah said. So again, another injury away from playing, which is something you never want to see. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see with Mims, unfortunately. Uh, as far as the tight ends go, they kept four, CJ Uzama, Tyler Conklin, Jeremy Rucker, and Lawrence Cager. To me, I thought Lawrence Cager should have been the tight end four, the first three. Obviously, they're chalk. You signed two free agents for high dollars and Uzama and Conklin, and then you're going to draft a third-round rookie this past spring in Rucker. You're not going to cut any of those players. Cager um, to me, I thought, yeah, he should have been the tight end four over Yaboa and Wesco. Um, I believe Wesco was picked up, and Yaboa is back on the practice squad, so they were able to keep two of the three that were ultimately competing. Cager, I think, gives you more athleticism. I talked about, you know, putting defenses in a bind whether to stay in base or nickel. And Salah kind of echoed that same thought process in his press conference the other day. He will put you know, safeties and linebackers in a situation where linebackers are too slow and safeties might not be able to stay with Lawrence Cager. So he really, you know, brings a dynamic to this offense that could be, could be special. Obviously he's tight end four, so you're not going to expect a ton from him, but the fact that he was able to make the roster is cool. He posted a picture of himself at the Jets facility back in 2014 or 2013, and it was for a football camp. And, now he's here on the roster, so it's a cool story to come full circle. And and you like to see, you know, them go with the athletic upside pick for once. I feel like I've been pounding the table for the athletic upside player more often than not. There's some positions that that just doesn't work, obviously, but more often than not, I'm a guy that likes athletic upside players, and I think Lawrence Lawrence Cager fits that bill perfectly. Moving on to the offensive line they chose to keep eight. Like I mentioned earlier, they're still a little thin. They have Dwayne Brown, George Fant, and Max Mitchell as their only three offensive tackles. In my opinion, that's a bad move. Max Mitchell will not be good at left tackle, in my opinion. I think he'll be he'll be able to get you out of a game. I think that's the phrase being thrown around a lot about, especially offensive linemen, is, okay, he's originally a right tackle, but can he get you out of a game at left tackle? I don't think that's the case with Max Mitchell. I think he'll get you out of a game at right guard, but if you had to play him at left tackle, you might need Chris Drevler to be back there with his speed and athleticism to break out of the pockets. So I hope they add an offensive tackle. I think that's a position to keep an eye on, especially with all the waiver cuts that have been coming through. Then on the interior, Lakin Tomlinson, uh, Connor McGovern, excuse me, Elijah Vera Tucker, Dan Feeney, and Nate Herbig. So they chose to keep five with two backups, obviously being Feeney and Herbig. I think those are kind of chalk. I think there was no other offensive lineman that was worthy that played well enough to make the roster from an interior perspective. You can argue some of the tackles maybe, but I think from an interior perspective, these were always going to be the guys. So not not really too much to to make a fuss with on the offensive line. Moving over to the defense defensive line, they decided to keep 11 players. Carl Lawson, Jermaine Johnson, Jacob Martin, Bryce Huff, Michael Clemens, Vinnie Curry. Those are your edge guys. So they kept six edge guys two two of which are rookies. And quite frankly, I think Michael Clemens looked better than Jermaine Johnson Excuse me. Obviously, when you go back and look at the All-22, they're both doing great things. That play against Tyrod Taylor was a perfect pass rush. Unfortunately, yes, it did result in an injury. And even more unfortunately for the Jets, it ended up in a 25-yard gain for the Giants' offense. But when you saw Jermaine Johnson coming off the left tackle and forcing Tyrod Taylor out of the pocket to his right just to have Michael Clemens hauling ass coming straight at Tyrod Taylor, puts a clean legal hit on Tyrod and just turfs him. Like I said, unfortunately he got hurt, but that is exactly what you want to see from your rookie pass rushing duo. I'm not going to say go give Michael Clemens and Jermaine Johnson 60% of the reps. No, that's not realistic when you have Carl Lawson, you know, Jacob Martin, John Franklin Myers ahead of him on the depth chart, even Bryce Huff. But that's exactly what you want to see out of your rookie pass rush duo. Vinny Curry, uh, Robert Sala did say he is a possible candidate for the injured reserve, which means that he would miss the first four games with a possible return. Now players are able to return from the IR twice before having to be shut down for the year. Um, obviously not a good look for Curry. Many people don't didn't think he deserved a roster spot to begin with. I think when you factor in his veteran leadership and his ability to teach the younger players which you obviously have multiple of at this point you you're going to need somebody with experience who's been in these situations that can, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, even if you're trying to hype the like increase the morale on the sideline in a game where, you know, the Jets are losing and most of these players might not have experienced a lot of losing in their college days, Vinnie Curry can come in and say, "Hey, we got to be professional here. We got to, you know, buckle up and 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 go back out there and fight. That's just my two cents on Vinny Curry. I'm not going to say he's a great player anymore. I feel like he's on the downswing of his career, obviously. And maybe, yes, like I said, bring somebody that has athletic upside in at the defensive line position. They did stash a couple on the practice squad, which we'll get into. So, Vinny Curry was a bit of a head-scratcher to me, but if he goes on IR, that obviously means they can elevate one or sign at another position. So, Vinny Curry is one to watch. On the interior, you have and Williams, John Franklin Myers, Sheldon Rankins, Solomon Thomas, and Nathan Shepard. Truthfully, I thought Jonathan Marshall or Tanzel Smart deserved a spot in this interior. They decided to keep Solomon Thomas with familiarity to Solomon in the scheme, and Nathan Shepard, who they extended for, I believe, one year this past offseason. So I don't know exactly if this is the final five that they're going to keep on the interior. I feel like once the games start and Solomon Thomas start, uh, is like not producing, like I pretty much expect him to, I think he'll be cut and somebody like Tanzel Smart or Jonathan Marshall with athletic upside will join the active roster so I don't think this is the final on the interior by any stretch but Quinton Williams John Franklin Meyer Sheldon Rankins I think those are going to be your your main three they could add another body here we'll see with a veteran if if one was cut that they like but for now they're staying a little a little light with more pass rush upside than I think they have run game upside Moving over to the linebackers, this one confused me just a little bit. I thought they were going to keep five total linebackers. They ended up keeping four. So that's realistically only one backup, and that's Jamie and Sherwood. Then your starters are C.J. Mosley, Quan Alexander, and Quincy Williams. I say starters, but realistically, the Jets are probably going to play a ton of nickel. So they'll have a third cornerback on the field as opposed to a third linebacker. So maybe keeping four is not that bold of a strategy by the Jets, but C.J. Mosley, Quan Alexander, Quincy Williams, they were obviously chalk. It was just a matter of who they kept after that. They liked Sherwood enough, and they felt comfortable with the guys that could pass through to the practice squad. So for now, they have four. We'll see what happens there. Cornerbacks, they kept six. D.J. Reed, Ahmad Gardner, Michael Carter II, Bryce Hall, Brandon Echols, and Justin Hardy. Um, In my original prediction for JetNation.com, I did have them moving on from Bryce Hall, but also keeping Javelin Gidry. So I had them at six, but slightly different. Perhaps I was overreacting a little bit to the Bryce Hall Atlanta Falcons game, and I probably was. He was having a good camp. Obviously, if you have bad games, it's that's what's going to show to, you know, people on the outside like me who haven't been to training camp this season. So, obviously, he's going to stay. Brandon Echols, they're going to be your primary backups. Um, DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner, they're going to be your starters. Uh, Sauce was named the starter right after the game. So, that's cool. Michael Carter, the second slot player. One of my favorites on this defense. Just, he's a second-year player, but it feels like he's been around – the NFL for so long the way he communicates is second level I think compared to you know other players that are you know one to two years in the league and he had a good interception so everything's pointing up for Michael Carter the second and then you have Justin Hardy who is the core special teams player for Brent Boyer Um, he hasn't been impressing as of late a few missed tackles have been highlighted um, in the season last year for him I think if he can bounce back, obviously he's only making two million, roughly two million on the, the cap this year. So low, low cost player. But if he's going to be a core special teams player, you don't want to see missed tackles. He's not going to give you anything as a cornerback on defense. So despite what former special teams coach Mike Westoff said when we had him on the podcast a few months ago saying he could be a good blitzer, which we did see in the preseason, actually, he came off the edge late in the game, I believe it was against Atlanta and he got a half sack or was like a half a second late on getting a sack and they gave it to Jonathan Marshall. Excuse me. But I, I tweeted it out. I said, look, Mike Westoff said Justin Hardy should be used as a blitzer and that's the way he would have used him. The Jets did it and it, it worked. So it's kind of funny to see what role a player can actually fill despite having the tag of his position so, Justin Hardy will remain on the initial 53 as your core special teamer. And then, last position on defense is safeties. They kept four Jordan Whitehead, Lamarcus Joyner, Ashton Davis, and Tony Adams. And this one was the hardest for me in my predictions. I had them keeping Will Parks and Jason Pinnock, like I mentioned at the top. I thought those were my biggest surprises. Um, they decided to keep Ashton Davis and Tony Adams solo was quoting Ashton Davis's character as one of the reasons that they kept him uh, I'm not sure that's enough of a reason for most fans um I've had private conversations with Ashton Davis via Twitter and I mean yeah he's a great guy I mean we've we talked a lot about personal things that that I don't really like to talk about with a lot of people but I felt okay opening up to him and and he he even gave me some advice and, you know, yeah, I can speak to the character of Ashton Davis to a degree, but as far as the, the football player, I, I, it's not even a matter of him playing terribly, which I know a lot of fans think he has, even if he's not even playing terribly. I just thought Will Parks and Jason Pinnock were playing too good to keep off the roster. So a bit of a head scratcher at safety. Um, I thought there was some some work to be done here think they need to add a veteran. The three names that I had were Tony Jefferson, who was cut by Baltimore, ended up signing with the Giants. Um, that's his former defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale's new new spot in New York. So it makes sense for him to go back there from where he was just cut. Jaquiski Tart, he was cut by the Eagles. He has familiarity with Sala from the 49ers, and I think he's somebody that while he might not come in and give you elite quality starter reps, he will be good enough to be that third safety in a rotation. And then the third name was Anthony Harris. He was cut by Philly, but then brought back to his practice squad. So unfortunately he's not available unless the Jets put him on their active roster and cut somebody else. So it looks unfortunately like they're not going to, Add Anthony Harris, so it looks like Jaquiski Tart is the only one of the names that is available for the Jets to claim, whether for their practice squad or regular active roster. And then your special teams, chalk, kicker Greg Zerloin. He won the battle with Eddie Pinheiro prior to the Giants game, and then he went out and hit a 49-yard field goal and went 4-for-4 on PATs. I don't want to overreact, but do the Jets have a kicker? I'm not sure. I mean, four for four on PATs is something we haven't seen since maybe Jason Myers or Nick Folk, you know, as a Jets fan, I I feel like I've always been nervous watching point afters like, yes, we can score. We can get in the end zone. We got six, but that, that last point was always eluding us somehow. So hopefully Greg's Greg's are can give us some sort of consistency, not even, you know, I don't even need him to bang 63 yarders. I don't, I just want him to be consistent, especially zero to forty. If you start missing zero to forty, you're not long for this league. So, hopefully, Zerloin could be that guy. Braden Man, uh, he makes it as the punter. I think sneakily this could be a position of need for the Jets. Um, I thought he did okay to start his career. You know, obviously his tackles have been the highlight of his career, including the tackle that many fans say you know lost us trevor lawrence so braden man he sticks on as the punter and then thomas hennessy who i believe is the longest tenured jet at this point i i think i think he's got to be the one he's got to be the one he's the long snapper he's been the long snapper he's going to be the long snapper death taxes and thomas hennessy is your long snapper so that's your special teams and that's your initial 53 man roster for the new york jets Moving on to the practice squad, I'm just going to list a bunch of names. I believe they're at 15 of their 16 spots filled on their practice squad, and only two names are from outside free agents. Everybody else is in-house. So from top to bottom, you have quarterback Chris Streveler, preseason hero, wide receiver Tariq Black, Irv Charles, and Calvin Jackson. They were able to get Calvin Jackson back late. Just before I started recording this podcast, tight end Kenny Yaboa, offensive tackle Chris Glassier, offensive tackle Grant Hermans, defensive end Bradley Anai, defensive tackle Jonathan Marshall and Tenzel Smart. So they're able to get both defensive tackles that I wanted on the roster back on the practice squads. So that's a good sign. Linebacker Thompson Astral Dean, linebacker DQ Thomas, both players that were cut by the Jets. DQ Thomas got a big signing bonus from the Jets as an undrafted free agent, I believe, so they were pretty high on him. I was surprised to see Hampstead get cut, but they were able to get him back, no problem. Their first outside free agent is linebacker Chaz Surratt from Minnesota. He's still pending a physical, and then the team, I'm sure, will announce it in the coming days. Um, but he was a quarterback-turned-linebacker at the University of North Carolina. He was a third-round pick in 2021. Um, So they add an outside guy with Chaz Surratt. Their second outside free agent, cornerback Craig James from the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, The tweet said he was a core special teamer. That's pretty much all I know about Craig James. I'm not going to pretend like I studied this guy. So Craig James is the second outside free agent. And then the last guy, probably the most important guy and the guy that I'm the happiest about that they were able to keep on the practice squad safety will parks Philly will he's he's back. I'm excited. I even tweeted it out. That's how excited I was. So um, I think he'll get elevated sooner rather than later. Once the season starts and, you know, just war of attrition, there's going to be injuries. We, We saw LaMarcus Joyner for all of 10 snaps in 2021. So if, Unfortunately, that does happen to him again. Will Parks will be right there to step up. So I love that they were able to get him back. Obviously, Pinnock, like I talked about, he escaped. He went to the Giants, and it makes sense. He's the athletic upside pick compared to a veteran seven-year guy like Will Parks. But I'm still happy they were able to keep Will Parks. That's that's pretty much the roster. Obviously, this is a recording that I'm making at Wednesday at 7 p.m., so I can for, fully foresee a situation where on Saturday there's four or five new names, whether it's on the practice squad or the active roster. As they come in, I'll try to keep everybody up to date on Twitter. You can follow me at DTaraman. You can follow Glenn at AceFan23. Follow our guy Greenbean on YouTube, GreenbeanJetsFan. I'll be on his uh, Thursday thick of it tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on YouTube. I'll be there for an hour, answering a bunch of questions, talking most likely the roster and the practice squad with uh, with Green Bean and Frankie is his co-host. So excited and looking forward to that. You can also follow him on Twitter at GreenBeanJetsFan, Jets Fan. And then until then, just keep following us on Jet Nation at Jet Nation. We'll. Keep giving you content. And until next time, let's go Jets.